Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to this weekly Torah study from New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, taught by Pastor Scott Sigmund. We pray this message will help you better understand how God's Old Testament wisdom and New Testament revelation are meant to jointly fit together. Today's lesson uh, is not necessarily groundbreaking, but it's powerful. And uh, as uh, Vince Lombardi talked about the football, he said, gentlemen, this is a football. That's the ba- uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Bible. Do you believe what it says? Amen. Well, uh, today is a day where there's a fresh outpouring of God's power so you can do what it says it says you can do. So uh, today, uh, Torah study, Passover and living a resurrected life. Amen. So we know it's Resurrection Sunday, right? And we're rejoicing, we're honoring the Lord, we're commemorating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and in addition, we're in the midst of celebrating Passover. And uh, the two are forever joined together, amen? Both observances are biblical. Passover is biblical, just as the resurrection is biblical, and we want to remember today what God has done for us. How many of you know God's done something special for you? Amen? Uh, And he's delivered some things, revelation to us, so that you can pass it along. Amen? Ever seen the movie Pay It Forward? What a concept. What God has done for you, pay it forward. Give it to somebody else. And we also uh, uh, want to remember these are appointed times. These are times ordained by God for an outpouring of special blessing. Who's got enough blessing and doesn't need any more? I don't see anybody's hand. Who could use more blessing in their lives? Amen. I see that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. Amen. Well, this is the time for that. Uh, there's amazing grace moving right now. Salvation is ours right now. Deliverance is ours. Healing is ours. The power of God, the anointing of God, the joy of the Lord, the peace that passes all understanding is within our grasp right now more than ever before. Because it's Passover and it's resurrection. Amen. So the Passover sacrifice always pointed uh, to an eternal sacrifice, okay, that one day God would provide a lamb, just like he provided Abraham a lamb, and Isaac's life was spared, he's provided us a lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, so our lives can be spared. How many of you are thankful and grateful that your life has been spared from the power of the devil, from the power of sin and death? Come on. And so uh, it all became possible because the Passover lamb with a capital L decided that he would take on the horrors of going to the cross. And he knew 
that the outcome of that would be that the enemy would be defeated. That roaring lion who says that he wants to kill and steal and destroy has been defeated because our Passover lamb went to the cross and defeated every power and principality. That's what we're celebrating this weekend. Amen. He defeated the power of Satan. He defeated the power of sin and death. And it opened the door for you and I uh, to walk into the highest levels of salvation. The Jews back in the temple times could always get their sins forgiven. It wasn't until Jesus came. No, it's when God said, if you will offer up a lamb and sacrifice, your sins will. But it was only temporary. The difference is now we have a higher level. And that higher level means that once and for all, the Passover lamb of God was slain so that our sins could be forgiven, so that curses could be broken, and so that we could be reconciled with God and walk in the blessing of God all the days of our natural life. Do you realize that today? Every enemy has been defeated. Do you realize that today? That every covenant promise that God has made is yes and amen to those that believe. Turn and tell somebody, I believe. And it's all because Jesus has risen. Amen. Jesus is alive. Amen. And because of that, because we have faith in that, the Bible calls us new creations. If you're a new creation, smile real big and say hallelujah. I'm a new creation. And get this, and this is what uh, where we're headed today, is that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead not only dwelled in him, he now dwells in you. The same spirit of resurrection power has been imparted and implanted in every single believer. That is, if you believe the Bible. Do we have any Bible believers in the house today? Come on, somebody. We have resurrection power inside of us. Boy, I hope we understand that. We have the power to overcome. Hallelujah. We have the power to be more than conquerors. Praise God. We have the power to have our minds renewed, to live a transformed life, to live a quality life, an abundant life, an influential life, and a blessed life. It's all because Jesus not only died, but he rose again. And that same spirit is in you and I right now. Now, some of y'all might be on life support, and you might need some kind of spiritual defibrillator, but God will use an appointed time like Passover and resurrection for uh, you to reignite your faith, 
to reignite something on the inside of you that says, let every man be a liar, but my God is true. And if he said, I got resurrection power, I might not feel like it. Things might be looking bad for me right now, but nonetheless, I choose to believe that above all else. Turn and tell somebody, we are overcomers. And see, that's the predicament that the traditional church finds itself in. In over 35 years of ministry, I've discovered that many Christians only think about this kind of thing during Easter week. Once Easter week's gone, we're on to the next thing. But the truth is, to be a Christ-centered Christian means that you need to be a resurrected-centered Christian. Once we make the power of Passover, the power of the resurrection, the focal point of our life, it's going to bring you life. Why don't I have more blessing? Why don't I have more life? Why am I not experiencing more of what the Bible promises? A lot of that is is because Easter week's over, resurrection, Passover, it comes and goes, and we lose the revelation, and we're not walking in it continually. But today is a new day. We call our church New Beginnings because Jesus always has a new beginning. And that's the good news. Amen. The good news is Jesus died. But the good news doesn't stop at the cross. The good news goes on to the tomb. Amen. And he is alive. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, we can be overcomers. Because he lives, we can do all things through our Messiah. When he said it is finished, he meant it. The pathway for every believer that believes in what you and I believe, it leads us right to the throne of God. We can come boldly before the throne of God and receive our blessing, receive mercy, receive grace. God will turn stories upside down. What the devil is meant for evil, God will turn that thing around. But it helps if you'll walk in the revelation that I've got resurrection power. Instead of always saying, oh, me, say, praise God. How many of you know today that Satan was utterly and completely defeated? And right now, he's under Jesus' feet. Okay? This means that Satan's not going to be defeated someday. He is already defeated. So stop hanging around people that always want to talk about what Satan's doing. And start hanging around more people that are talking about what God is doing. It is finished. If Satan's under Jesus' feet, then he's also under your feet. We need to figure out how to make that more than just a uh, uh, words on a page. 
or words in a sermon. How do I make that a reality? He is under my feet. Jesus is the head. I am the body. I'm part of the body of Christ and the body of Christ has feet. And if the Bible says that the devil is under Jesus's feet, then he is under my feet. And if he rears his ugly head, remind him, get back under my feet in the name and by the blood of my savior, Jesus. And if he says, you know, Paul, I know, Pastor Huck, I know, who are you? I am a blood-bought child of the living God, and I have authority and dominion over you, over these circumstances, and I loosen that authority and dominion right now. Colossians 2.15 says, Jesus disarmed every principality in power. Disarmed. He's got no arms. He can't hit you anymore. And if he's under your feet, then your feet are keeping him from kicking you. So stop getting hit and kicked by the devil and take the offense and start enforcing your authority. You as a believer have authority. Say, I have authority. Hebrews 2.14 says that Jesus died to break the power of the devil. Hallelujah. The devil's power has been broken. But he does all this razzle-dazzle stuff, and, and he gets us to move on with our lives. We forget about Resurrection Sunday, and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. But we are leaking, and we leak that out, and all of a sudden we're razzle-dazzled, and the con man has conned us. Listen to Ephesians 1. It says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. The greatness of God's power. It's the same mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand. Now he is far above every ruler, every authority, every power, every leader, everything else. And not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of you. And the church is his body. And it is made full and complete by Jesus Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. That's what's going on. Let God pull back the veil today on Resurrection Sunday and let us begin to see all the possibilities, all the potential. It's unlimited. And the resurrection of the Lord was the key to it all. He triumphed over the devil. 
He triumphed over all powers and principalities. He triumphed over the kingdom of darkness. So quit talking about all of that. And anybody that you're hanging around that loves to talk about what the devil is doing, just do like they did on Dumb and Dumber. Ay, 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 ay. It's no coincidence that Jesus died during Passover. The timing isn't accidental. One of the questions in a a Jewish Passover Seder that children are taught to ask is why is this night different from all other nights? And the answer to that question is a huge part of God's plan. It teaches every generation something so, so valuable. See, the original Passover lamb saved the Jewish people from the bondage and the oppression of Pharaoh in Egypt. They could never do that on their own. People said, well, there was no grace in the Old Testament. Oh, you, did you cut those, tear those pages out of your Bible and not read? They were in bondage to Pharaoh for hundreds of years. They're not just going to walk away from that unless there is amazing grace, a divine miracle, divine intervention to set the captive free. But they had to obey God's word. See, when God said, take for yourselves a lamb and put the blood on the doorposts of your house so the angel of death has to pass over, it worked for those that believed it and did it. Everybody heard it, but not everybody did it. Amen? And then the miracle of God was manifested. So Israel, they were established based on divine intervention. And in a big way, you are here today because of divine intervention. Amen. Amen. Israel knew that their survival and success would be based in their future on keeping God in their lives and making their nation one nation under God. America would be wise to remember that. Everybody gathering in a church today to celebrate what the world is called Easter, it really should be called Resurrection Sunday. We would all be wise. And if all the churches started to walk in this knowledge, this revelation that Jesus has not only died, he is arisen. Everybody wears a cross. But really what we ought to be wearing are empty tombs. Because if Christ only died, then our faith is in vain. It's only because he has risen that we can walk in resurrection power. So never lose that. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Passover lamb, all of a sudden, every victory that he paid for with his blood is your victory. If he is victorious over Satan, you are victorious over Satan. Come on, somebody. 
It was like we were resurrected from the dead. I remember when I first got, I was a dead man walking. I think there's a song, dead man walking, right? We were dead people walking. And then the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah somehow came into our lives and we made that confession of faith and we spoke that thing out and our lives were transformed and no longer are we under the authority of Satan and sin and death and all the enemies that come with those things. We are now filled with salvation. We are now overcomers. We are now more than conquerors. We can now do all things. And that's the vision that God wants to renew in us on a day like today, an appointed time like today. That's amazing grace. You know what grace stands for? God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Thank you, Jesus. If all you did was die for me so I could go to heaven, Lord, I could not praise you enough and worship you enough. If I had to suffer a lifetime until I made heaven my home, it would be worth it. But Jesus did so much more than that. Thank you, sweetie. Give a bottle of water to a pastor. The more we realize this, the more it will impact our lives. I hate walking around uh, feeling defeated, so I won't. I am not defeated. I will not be, I was not created to lose. I am not a loser, and I'm not going to lose. God created me to win, I will win. God will turn my situation even if it looks like the devil's got me right where he wants me. God will work behind the scenes to turn my story, your story, upside down. And when you start realizing this, that, that's what determines your level of gratefulness. Those that realize more will love more. Those that don't take the time, oh, it's Easter. I think about Easter baskets, Easter egg hunts, Easter clothes, Easter bunnies, Easter brunch. And I miss the real reason that we celebrate Easter. We can have all of that, but that ain't the main thing. Watch City Slickers. The main thing, this one thing, you are a resurrected child of the living God. Now walk like that, talk like that, act like that. Case closed. When you do that, all of a sudden, coming to church, doing a Zoom, learning how to do Zoom. How the heck do I do Zoom? Where's a teenager to show me? You'll go through whatever you got to go through to grow and mature in the things of God. If this is the next step I got to make, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take that next step of faith. Praise God. Rabbi Weiss, in an amazing article entitled The Spark of Freedom, he writes that the 10th plague was different from all the rest. As a result of the 10th plague... The Jews were released. 
But before they could be released, they had to establish that they weren't simply being let go to set up the same sort of system they were being released from. When pastor calls people forward today, Some of this has to be in people's minds. When you're talking to new converts, you got to keep that in mind. Hey, sweetheart, hey, dude, you weren't saved to keep doing the same old stuff that you came out of. You're a new creation now. And the rabbi says the fact is, is that oppressed people that are released from bondage don't necessarily go out and build a better world. When we got saved on March 11th, 1984, we were determined to build in our family a better world. I had seen what the devil did. He had plenty of time to work on me. (laughs) I saw the world he had planned for me. And when my eyes were open, open the eyes of our heart, Lord. And I realized that I'm created in the image of God. And I can create like my heavenly father creates. We sat out on a fantastic voyage. Come on and ride on a fantastic voyage. (laughs) The idea, Rabbi says of redemption is to initiate the birth of a better world. Not a new edition of the old one. I don't want to be a new edition of the failed sinful man that I was. I want to be transformed. A new creation. What are the realities of being a new creation? Lots of reality. So if you're hanging around, well, there's nothing you have to do. Yeah, if you want to live the way you've always lived, there's nothing you have to do. But if you want to build a better world for you, for your family, then there's a lot of things you have to do. The Jews had to demonstrate they were going to be different than the Egyptians. Unlike the Egyptians, they were prepared to change. And that's the call of everyone at an altar call. Are you prepared to change? Your altar call experience might have been 10 years ago, 30 years ago. But it's still every Passover, every Resurrection Sunday is still the same appointed time with this kind of call. Are you, Scott Sigmund, prepared to change? I'm not finished with you yet. Your sins are forgiven. The curses are broken. There's promises and potential for you to fulfill Are you still willing to be motivated to go out there and make it happen? See, that's the process of uh, from going from making Jesus Savior to making Jesus Lord. Two different things. The Savior part is boom. 60-second prayer, a 10-second prayer, Jesus, forgive me, come into my life, bam. That prayer gets, that's the fastest prayer that gets answered. (laughs) But now make Jesus Lord. Yes, Lord. 
on a thousand and one different things. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That takes some dedication. That takes some resurrection power because your flesh doesn't want you to do that. Satan doesn't want you to do that. Probably a lot of your old friends don't want you to do that. But when you got your eyes set on the prize, nothing's going to stop you. Turn and tell somebody ain't no stopping me now. And how can you say that? Because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. I'm glad I wasn't saved in a traditional church. I might have been, you know, as a kid, we were Lutherans. I, you know, probably was saved there. And God probably would have honored that, even though I spent 17 years like a wild and crazy man. And I rededicated my life with a different revelation. But a lot of that has to do with typical Christian teaching that always stops at the cross. Okay? Many congregations aren't being taught about the journey from the cross to the tomb. Pastor's going to cover that today. In the seventh place, Jesus shed his blood. He stomped on the devil's head at the gates of hell and took back the keys and gave those keys to you and I so that we could walk in dominion and authority. Amen. Nothing wrong with wearing a cross. I'm wearing one right now. But in reality, we should be wearing empty tombs. 1 Corinthians 15, 17 says, if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you're still guilty of every sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for a master plan. It's time you and I begin to take full advantage of what Jesus has done. Amen? Amen. He's given us the resurrection power to help manifest not just eternal life, but abundant life. Two different lives. Eternal life is in the sweet by and by. Abundant life is down on the ground while I'm still around. And so I have to have resurrection power to walk out the life that Jesus has defined in the Bible. And yeah, it takes some time. It doesn't all happen by Friday. Thirty-five years later, or however long it's been, 40 years later, we're still practicing this. We still have to exercise divine principles to stay in the will of God, to stay in the resurrection power of God. It's not like it's an end. There's not like, well, I've arrived. There's nothing left to do. That happens when you pass from this world into the next. Until then, there's work to do. If there wasn't work to do, God wouldn't have put scriptures in the Bible that say, fight the good fight of faith. All right? He wouldn't have put scriptures in the Bible that say, you need to live like more than a conqueror. Why didn't that happen automatic? Because you're not a puppet on strings. You have a free will. You decide everything that you decide. 
Hopefully, more and more of those decisions are lined up with the will of God. That's the fastest way to the blessing. Amen. Amen. If there was no more work to do, nothing you had to do, you just sit back and wait, then why would God say that you need to overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony? In other words, put your dukes up. Put on your armor. And get out there and pull your sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the living God, and begin to quote and, and declare and prophesy the word of God. Amen. So on the one hand, we never have to ask whether the blessing of God is really for us. Of course it is. It's paid for in full. Hallelujah. It's part of a believer's inheritance. You know what an inheritance? Have you ever gotten an inheritance check? I have. Those are good feelings. Thank you, uncle. (laughs) Yeah, we had a rich uncle. Max Goldman, God bless the Goldman side of my family. I I didn't know Max that well. My great uncle. And yet, he put an inheritance aside for me? (laughs) God love the Goldman family. Same deals happen for you and I through Jesus. That's what the last will and testament is. The will testifies of all the blessing and benefits. We got to move beyond just knowing John 3.16. If that's all you got, that's enough. But there's quite a bit more than John 3.16. And because of that, we all have access unlimited access to every promise of God, including divine healing and health. Don't wait to invoke that promise of health and healing in your life until you're on your way in, a ha- in an ambulance to the hospital. That, that's a good time to do it too. But the better time to do it is this morning while you're alive and well sitting in a Torah study. Thank you, Lord, because Jesus is alive. I have divine health and healing. And if you're battling things, then repeat that a thousand times. Prosperity is yours. Protection is yours. Peace of mind is yours. The joy of the Lord is yours. And on and on and on and on and on. On the other hand, those blessings need to be contended for. Boy, I wish they didn't. Wish it was there was no fight of faith. But why does God call it a good fight? He knows that even though the devil is defeated, his ultimate demise won't happen for a while. So he still goes around as a roaring lion trying to deceive people into thinking you're less than you are. But the more you know the B-I-B-L-E, the more you can't be deceived. Body come into alignment with the word of God. I speak a creative word, a health and healing word. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Did it work? 
Stop asking those questions. Those are why questions. And why questions always lead to whining. And God doesn't move through whining. God moves through faith. If we're going to experience more of what God has promised, it requires that we activate resurrection power in our lives. Through faith, through prayer, through praise, through our lifestyle. And it begins by believing it. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. It's really God said it. That settles it. Whether you believe it or not. But we'll take the other. How many of you have made the decision that the word of God is your final authority? Our lives are not based on how we feel. Don't check your feelings. How you feeling today, brother? I didn't check. I checked the word of God. It says, I am whole. I am healthy. I am strong in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ. I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me than anything coming against me. And even though circumstances might say otherwise, your trust is in the Lord. Your trust is in his promises. Not that the circle, oh, I've seen this before. And it's not going into denial mode. Think about this. You're not denying that that stuff is happening. You're just denying the evil report. I deny this evil report from manifesting in my life in the name and by the blood of Jesus, enforcing your authority. That's what you did when you got born again. You believe Jesus would come into your life as Savior, forgive you of every sin, and he did. Hallelujah. But now you have access to more benefits. Healing, abundance, peace, joy, every good and perfect gift that comes from above is yes and amen to you and I. Even if circumstances say, as long as you don't throw in the towel, if you don't get weary, if you don't quit, God will turn that thing around. Amen? And it, it starts by believing. Resurrection power starts by believing. I have it. It carries on by speaking. You've got to speak it. Once you settle, I believe it, then you've got to start speaking it. That's how you activate resurrection power, through your words. Faith-filled words release the blessing. Every time you declare God's promise over your situation, you're releasing the power for God to work. Amen? So we need to learn to pray the word. Amen. There's times when we need to pray, if it be thy will, but not every time. That may be, you know, one-tenth of the time, it's a, if it be thy will prayer. What God has promised in his word is his will. And if he promised in his word that you are healed, then declare that. 
and continue to declare that until your body comes into alignment. This is the pathway to victory over every sin, over every temptation, over every sickness, over poverty, over oppression, over failure. And see, that's work. Work out your salvation. That's work. The only place work comes before success is in the dictionary. Most people don't understand the principle Jesus gave in Mark 11 about moving mountains in your life. The Lord taught us to speak, speak to the mountain. You speak to your problems with the word of God. You don't call everybody up or post it on social media, all your problems. Don't buy the t-shirt, I have issues. (laughs) Or cross that out and say, God removed all my issues, or some version of that. Most people still talk to others about the size of the mountain instead of speaking to the mountain about the size of their God. We serve a mighty God, a resurrected Savior. We can do all things. Nothing will be impossible. Well, I tried that, but it didn't work by 5 o'clock, so I guess it doesn't work. No, you're in a 15-round heavyweight bout. And a lot of it's not the devil. A lot of it's your own stinking thinking. And you get that sorted out and start believing the right way and speaking the right way. And all of a sudden things will change dramatically. That's resurrection power. The third thing is exercising. Oh boy. Lydia went walking yesterday, and Sasha went, you know, where was Scott? Uh, I'm not a big exercise guy. I was a good athlete in high school and uh, was MVP of my uh, football team, got recruited by a major college, full, full four-year scholarship. But all of that came on raw talent, just potential. But when it came to exercising that potential in the weight room and on on the field on Monday, Tuesday, that's the part I never liked. And so all of that went away. I learned my lesson, though, because 30-some years later, after being born again, I'm not going to let what happened to me in the natural happen to me in the spiritual I've got something the whole world needs. I've got something people should talk about and shout about. I've got salvation. I've got forgiveness of sins. I've got eternal life. I've got abundant life. Prosperity is mine. Blessing is mine. Breakthrough is mine. Protection is mine. Long life is mine. Health and healing is mine. It's all mine paid in full because Jesus not only died, he rose again. If you agree with me on that, give the Lord a clap offering. So you exercise it by forgiving others. Oh, man. Get baptized. 
And now that you're in our church, get baptized more than once. Learn how to wash your hands in the morning. And release purity and holiness and godliness in your life. Father, just cleanse me of all those evil things that are trying to attach themselves to me. And let me walk into my day today uh, as more than a conqueror. Amen. Showing love and kindness. All the blessing of God just isn't for you to hoard. Be a giver. Give your tithes and offerings. Be a blessing. Amen. Stand with Israel. Be a peacemaker. All these things you do, you're exercising resurrection power. Amen. Today is Resurrection Sunday. What a time to talk about this. It's also the appointed time of Passover. The power of God is ready to be released to renew you and refresh you and re-equip you and reintroduce you to the benefits and the advantages you have because we have a risen Savior. Praise God. Don't ever accept defeat. Jesus paid much too high of a price. For you and I to accept anything less than the best. Amen. And not everybody's going to walk into, okay, well, I'm as blessed as Elon Musk. I got $43 billion to buy Twitter. Maybe you'll never have $43 billion. Maybe you will. I don't know. That's not decided. It's still which way this thing's going to go. But no matter what, you have, because of a risen Savior, complete and total victory over every enemy of the gospel, and nothing shall by in any means harm you. And you need to declare that and say that and rejoice in that, because today is Resurrection Sunday. If you receive that today, and if you receive that by Zoom, give the Lord another clap offering. Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Passover.